praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, we give glory to the Almighty God for giving us the opportunity to witness yet another week in the land of the living. We want to bless the name of the Lord for preserving our lives from last week till now. You know, uh, not everybody who saw last week is uh, is actually seeing today. For somehow grace and mercy, and God's grace and His mercy, I decided to keep us to witness yet another week in the land of the living. And that tells us something right away that the Lord is not through with us yet. And I quickly pray regarding that, that the plans and purposes of God concerning your lives, anything in the mind of God for which He has decided to keep you till now, may He go ahead and fulfill it in the mighty name of Jesus. So I want to welcome you to yet another um, episode of uh, Glenn Podcast. Um, the Lord has been very, very good to us. There is no time we come to His presence to learn that He doesn't teach us. There's no time we come and God will say, um, I don't have anything to teach you today. No, he has a lot to teach us and he has never been, he has never held back anything that he feels we should know. He has been very, very good regarding that and we celebrate his majesty. We give him honor, glory and adoration for that. May his name forever be praised in Jesus' name. So today we're going to be uh, learning something new. Um, under the influence of the Holy Spirit, the Lord's going to be teaching us again. And uh, as our custom is, we're going to be taking a short word of prayer so that we can commit this session into the hands of the Lord. Now, let us pray. Our Father and our God, we give you all the glory. We give you honor. We give you adoration for who you are. You are a great God. You are a great King. You are a good God. You are a highly responsible Father. You are wonderful. You are marvelous. You are excellent. You are gracious. You are merciful. You know, I want to thank you for all you are to us and everything you do for us. Lord, accept our thanks in the name of Jesus. Thank you, especially for this um, Glenn podcast. Thank you for all the revelation uh, you've brought our way since we commenced. Thank you, Father, for the light of your word that's been shining in our lives. Thank you, Father, for guiding us. Thanks for the grace to even apply these principles. Lord, accept our thanks in the name of Jesus. And I pray for this, my listeners. Thank you, Father, Lord, for connecting them thank you shint of this for speaking to them and thank you for making them partakers of all you have decided to share even so far everything you have decided to share with us and even what you're planning to share this season lord accept our thanks over their lives in the name of jesus i hereby pray once again that you will make our hearts fighter soul for the implantation of your word pray that your word your word will fall on good soils in our hearts and will be able to bring forth hundredfold returns to your glory and praise alone in the name of jesus sweet holy spirit teach us afresh give us fresh insight into the mysteries of scriptures in the mighty name of jesus thank you for answering our prayers in jesus mighty name we have prayed amen praise the name of the lord so beloved i welcome you once again to uh this week's episode of glenn podcast and uh, as you know that's the official podcast channel of global emancipation ministries calgary in canada and um like I said in when I was praying, the Lord has never denied us revelation. Every time we come, He speaks to us. And that's why today again He's going to be teaching us something new. And um, we're going to be looking at operating the as if principle today. We're going to be looking at operating the as if principle. Operating the as if principle. That's AS hyphen I have. As if principle. AS dash i have operating the asif principle um by the time we as we go on in the episode 
you will understand what this principle is all about and how to apply it because you're also going to see people who applied it in scriptures so let's take our texts uh from isaiah chapter 54 isaiah 54 we'll read verse 1 to 5 our text is from isaiah chapter 54 and uh, we read verse 1 to 5 i read from the king james version sing O barren thou that didst not bear break forth into singing and cry aloud thou that didst not travel with child for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife say the lord enlarge the place of thy tent and let them stretch forth the curtains of thy habitations spare not lengthen thy course and strengthen thy stakes for thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left and thy seed shall inherit the gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited fear not for thou shalt not be ashamed neither be thou confounded for thou shalt be shall, shall, shall not be put to shame for thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth and shall not remember the reproach of thy widowhood anymore for thy maker is thine husband the lord of hosts is his name and thy redeemer the holy one of israel the god of the whole earth shall he be called hallelujah that is the word of the lord isaiah 54 1 to 5 once again we are looking at operating the asif principle by the grace of god um, in this episode we're going to be looking at three important outlines we're going to be studying this particular text under three outlines and um, the reason we are studying studying this text under three outlines is um, there are three factors that we can actually that we actually discover from this um, scripture from this isaiah 54 we notice that there is some there is what has been there's something that has been we notice that there is what is and there is what shall be okay there is what has been there is what is and there is what shall be for instance um in that verse 1 to 5 we notice the lord was talking to some a woman who was barren who has never given birth who has suffered some reproach from some shame so in the life of this woman there's something that has been barrenness has been shame has been loneliness has been limitation fear reproach we do all these things have been in the life of this uh, person the lord is talking to Isaiah 54 then we notice there is what is enlarge the place of thy tent that is to be happening in the present and we also notice the bible says for thou shalt break forth verse 3 for thou shalt break forth that is shall that's future so there is what shall be okay and that's why the first uh the three outlines would be attitude to what has been attitude to what is and attitude to what shall be we're going to be looking at three outlines the first outline is attitude what is our attitude to what has been what attitude does the lord expect from us as his children regarding what has been the things that have happened in our lives and what uh what exactly is his expectation regarding us what attitude does he expect us to possess regarding what is our present and current situation and we'll finally be looking at what attitude the lord expects uh, of us regarding what shall be 
what attitude does he expect us to possess regarding what shall be our future okay um that's how we're going to be studying it so we're going to look at the first one attitude to what has been when it comes to what has been in your life when it comes to something that has taken place already when it comes to what has been in your life the first attitude the lord expects is in isaiah 46 9 to 10 isaiah 46 9 to 10 the bible says remember them the lord wants you to remember them what has been in your life the lord wants you to acknowledge them don't deny them don't pretend as if they've never happened don't pretend as if the conditions did not take place this woman the lord says sing oh barren you know don't deny the barrenness don't deny it what has happened in your life has happened the lord wants you to remember them isaiah 46 9 to 10 say remember the things of old remember the former things remember them that's what the lord wants the first attitude okay now as you remember them that should lead you to number two attitude when you remember what has been in your life what else does the lord want you to do he wants you to give thanks for them second attitude is give thanks for what has been first Thessalonians 5 18 first Thessalonians 5 18 says in everything give thanks for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus so not only should you remember what has happened in your life the Lord wants you to give thanks for them remembering them should acknowledging them and remembering them should generate thanksgiving in you okay remember them and give thanks for them maybe there's there was sometimes uh there was an embarrassment that you face something happened and they'll you know you face one embarrassing situation you know you were a little bit ashamed but after some time you overcame it the lord doesn't want you to deny that that embarrassment to play remember that embarrassment and give thanks that you didn't even go with it that the lost it came through for you all right you had an accident and probably in that accident uh you lost your right hand but you are still alive you know you can't use your right hand to do anything but at least your left hand is there your two legs are still there your mouth is there your eyes remember that accident remember the accident remember everything that happened according to isaiah 46 9 to 10 and give thanks that even though you lost your right hand you didn't lose your life even though you lost this you didn't lose the part of the or the entire part of your body even though you lost one part of your body you didn't lose your brain you're not mad you can still read you still go to school you still do things that normal people do remember your past and give thanks for them that's the number two attitude and now number three attitude now we're going to look at number three attitude under what has been and that is remember not isaiah 43 18 remember not according to isaiah 43 18 say remember not the former things don't, don't consider the things of old so firstly the lord wants you to remember them secondly give thanks for them and number three don't remember them anymore remember not by choice by decision choose to forget choose to ignore them how by not allowing what has happened in your past to have any impact on your mood your thoughts or your emotion or even your action you remember when you remember them you are remembering them that you may give thanks for them now third attitude is remember not don't let them affect you 
that's the meaning not that it has left your memory but when you think about it it should generate a positive attitude in you you should remember them for thanksgiving and forget about them in order for them not to have any impact on your present mood you don't want to remember something from your past and suddenly go into depression you don't want to remember something from your past and suddenly be depressed suddenly uh suddenly be despondent you know you don't want to talk to anybody anymore you don't remember something from your past and begin to cry and begin to shed tears or if this if not for this thing no 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 you are not getting the attitude the attitude is remember them and give thanks for them and go straight to the thought attitude remember them not somebody said and i quote when it comes to your past borrow the lessons and bury the details when it comes to what has been in your life what should you do borrow the lessons and bury the details learn what you can learn from it and bury all the details if you made a mistake and you lost some money don't remember that and begin to cry somebody said if you have lost anything God is the reason you have not lost everything. So you have to give thanks. And when you give thanks, forget about where you are falling. Forget about what has happened to you. Start again. Forget about your past. Don't let it affect you. The only reason you can remember what happened in your past is in order to be able to show gratitude to God for them. The moment you give thanks, forget all the details. They must never affect your mood. They must never affect your thoughts, your emotion, or your action. It should not even affect your speech. If you read Genesis 41 51, Genesis 41 51, Joseph gave birth and named his son Manasseh. He said, God has made me forget all my toil. So you can name your past Manasseh. Whenever your past wants to catch up with you, you want to begin to remember your past and begin to cry, just remind yourself that was Manasseh. It's gone. Okay, so that's the attitude the Lord wants us to have concerning what has been. I come again, remember them. That should lead to you giving thanks. And the moment you give thanks, remember them not. Borrow the lessons, bury the details. Don't ever be emotionally affected when you think about your past. All right, we go to the second outline quickly. Second outline says attitude to what is attitude to what is the lord told this woman to do something in her present condition enlarge the place of thy tent regardless of the fact that what has been in her life is actually barrenness and loneliness now attitude to what is what does the lord want you to do concerning your current situation as i'm talking to you now the current condition you are in your current financial situation current marital situation current situation in your family current situation in your ministry in your work in your business in your nation what does the lord expect of you now in your present condition number one consider them and give thanks first Thessalonians 5 18 again in everything including present condition give thanks consider your current situation and give thanks the bible says a living dog is better than a dead lion lions are dying so thank god that your own dog is still living quote no matter what is happening in your present consider it and give thanks just give thanks for it it's not palatable give thanks 
I should not be here now. I should have left this level. Give thanks. Anything at all that's happening in your current situation, Thanksgiving can never go wrong. God said in everything. That's why you are meeting Thanksgiving here again. In your current situation, the Lord says, give thanks. Consider it very well. Ponder them and give thanks for them. All right? The second attitude, which is very, very important. You must become dissatisfied with the present. Even though you consider your present and give thanks, you shouldn't park there. You don't just consider your presence, give thanks, and stay there. The Lord wants you to become dissatisfied with your present condition. The Lord doesn't want you to remain where you are. He's against His plan for your life. Okay? The Lord doesn't want you to remain where you are. Amos 6 1 says, Woe unto them that are at ease in Zion. Woe unto them that are at ease in Zion. The Lord doesn't want you to say, uh, Well, this one too is okay. This condition is alright. At least we can eat. At least we can we can pay our rent. At least we can do the no no no. The Lord wants you to become dissatisfied. If you look at Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 3, Deuteronomy verse uh, chapter 2. Verse 3, the Lord said, You have compassed this mountain long enough. Turn you not word. That was talking to the children of Israel. The Lord promised them they were going to Canaan land. And they were journeying. And they came to Mount Oreb. And Mount Oreb became so wonderful. Wonderful experience. You know, the way, you know, God, all manners of spiritual manifestation. Oreb was very nice. And they parked in Oreb. They stopped traveling. God had to come and say, What are you people doing here? I didn't promise you Oreb. I promised you Canaan. You have encompassed this mountain long enough. Move. Don't be satisfied with your present condition. Those who are satisfied with their present condition will never enter their future. Those who are satisfied with their current status will never experience promotion. You must be dissatisfied with your current situation. Now, that's the second attitude, right? The first thing is you consider your current situation and give thanks before you become dissatisfied. You have to appreciate God that you are even experiencing what you are currently experiencing. You now tell yourself, there is something more. I can't be here. The Lord said, you have compassed this mountain long enough. Take your journey upward. Move. Don't be at ease. Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61 says, Arise. Your light has come. Don't sit down. Arise. Move. If you look at Isaiah 52 verse 1, it says, Awake. These are, these are calls. Calls to move. Arise. Awake. Don't be at ease. Don't be comfortable with your present situation. Don't just stay there. Okay? You must not stay there. The present is the greatest enemy of the future. You must watch out. The present is the greatest enemy of your future not even the devil sitting down and telling yourself you remember the story of the rich fool in the bible that jesus said he went he planted you know all his all his uh all his uh, what's it called all his crops everything he planted came out well he had abundant harvest the harvest was so great that this man had to tear down his storage he tore down the the the, the storage i mean the barn and reconstructed it to accommodate more produce everywhere was filled up it was i mean he, he he enjoyed great harvest guess what he did he didn't do this attitude number two he said to himself 
Oh, you have labored and you have enjoyed. You have a lot of harvest from all your plants. Now, my soul, sit down and relax and take it easy and just keep enjoying. The Bible said that night he died. God killed him. Number one, he didn't give thanks for the harvest the Lord brought to him. Number two, he decided to remain in his presence. He didn't have any vision again. He said, my soul, sit down, take it easy and keep enjoying. And he didn't see the following day. He died in less than 24 hours. The moment you make your present your future, expect departure from this planet. There's no point remaining here. You're going to die. Nothing keeps a man alive more than vision. It is vision that makes a man to refuse to die in the present. The moment you say this one too is okay, this is enough for me, you have no more vision and get ready to pack up. That's what happened to the rich fool. So the Lord wants you to become dissatisfied with the present. Because that's the only thing that can push you into the future. The Bible says to this particular woman, he said, enlarge the place of your habitation. God was talking to a woman who has been barren to do something concerning her present state. Don't just sit down there. Don't sit down there and remain barren and sit down and see if nothing is happening. Children are coming. There's a future coming. So do something in the present. Enlarge the place of your habitation. So that is what the Lord expects concerning you. Attitude towards is consider them and give thanks. Number two, become dissatisfied with the present. Don't ever tell yourself this is it. Don't ever tell yourself I have arrived. Don't ever don't ever tell yourself wow this condition this is the way it is. No 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 no. No. Even if you are great, you can be greater. Okay, there is always a higher level somewhere. There is always something higher than your current situation. Don't be satisfied with the present. You can put your hand on your chest and tell yourself, I refuse to be satisfied with my current condition. Say that to yourself. Put your hand on your chest. Say, I refuse to be satisfied with my current condition. Okay, you tell yourself that and that's the attitude you possess going forward. Even when, even when you have just been promoted, that is not the that's not the highest promotion. <laughs> there is still something that can happen. Even if you have been made the chairman of a company, now there's nobody higher than chairman. No problem. You can become chairman in different. God can hire more companies. There's something always higher than the present. It's very very important. Okay, and that takes us to the last outline uh, in this episode. We have looked at what attitude to what has been attitude to what is and we're not going to look at attitude to what shall be and this is where the assive principle comes in so you pay rapt attention here now there are some there are four things the lord expects you to do when it comes to your attitude to what shall be what your future holds what the lord has promised you what you're expecting to achieve the goals you have written down your dreams your visions what you are expecting the lord to bring to pass in your life that has not been brought to pass yet whether you are believing will be brought to pass i mean we we, we we come to pass you want to have some attitude regarding this so number one you have to know it by discovery you must know it by discovery unless you have a specified destination everywhere you get to will look like a destination that's the truth 
unless you define your destination everywhere you get to will look like a destination you must know where you are going you must know it by discovery isaiah 43 verse 19 isaiah 43 verse 19 when the lord said remember not the former things now you consider the things of old he said behold i will do a new thing now it shall spring forth shall you not know it the lord wants you to know it the lord wants you to know it he said the thoughts i have towards you they have good and not of evil to give you a future and hope to give you an expected end the lord is telling you there's something in your future that i'm planning you have to discover it you must discover it what's your purpose on it why did the lord send you here what are you living for what's your goal in the next five years what do you want to become in the next 10 years where do you want to be What's your goal for your life? What's your goal for your family? What's your goal for your marriage? What's your ministerial goal? Do you just, just want to be waking up and say, let's see how the day goes? No. What is your vision? You know, you have entered a new year. What exactly do you want to happen by December this year? What are your plans? What are the counsels of God concerning you? What are his promises? What has the Lord said concerning you, concerning your family? What are his promises? What are the things you are believing the Lord for? You've got to know them by discovery. You must know what shall be by discovery. The Bible says the Holy Spirit can guide you into your trick and tell you the future. You can walk with the Holy Spirit. He will give you an idea of what the Lord has in store for you. So after you know it, you give thanks for it. You see, we are meeting Thanksgiving again. Know what the plan of God is. You know, remember Abraham. Abraham wasn't just living anyhow. He knew he carried a promise. Abraham carried the promise the Lord is going to give him a son and through the son, nations of the earth will be multiplied. God will multiply his father. Abraham was carrying a promise on his head and he was too, he was aware of that promise. It's not a guesswork. He wasn't thinking, do I have a promise or not? He knew it. He knew something was waiting for him in his future. And what was his attitude to what shall be? He knew it by discovery the lord because the lord told him secondly he gave thanks for it he gave thanks for it if you read romans chapter 4 romans chapter 4 17 to 21 romans 4 17 to 21 abraham was already bearing abraham before he became father of nations he was bearing that name he gave thanks the bible said he gave glory to god he didn't waver the bible say abraham hoped against hope he did not waver not at all he was not weak in faith. Bible says he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. That is giving thanks for your future. Abraham had not yet seen the future. Abraham had not yet seen Isaac, but he was already giving thanks for Isaac. What are you expecting in your future? You can start thanking God for it now. You are expecting the Lord to make you a homeowner. Currently, you are living in a rented apartment. Don't you think you can start thanking God for the home the Lord is bringing your way? You're trusting the Lord for a car. Currently, you are taking public transit. Can't you, don't you think you can begin to thank God for the car the Lord is bringing even when you have not seen it? Currently, you don't have any children and you are believing the Lord that the Lord will give you children of your own. You can begin to give thanks for that children even before they arrive. Attitude to what shall be. You are single, you are lonely, you are trusting the Lord for a spouse. You can start thanking God for your spouse even before they show up. You are unemployed, you don't have any job. 
and you are trying, you are looking for a job, you are believing that one day God will give you a job of your own that will be paying well so you can pay your bills, start thanking God for that job even now when you are still an applicant. Abraham was giving thanks for being a father of many nations even when he has not, when he has not seen one Isaac. That's the, that's the attitude the Lord expects concerning what shall be. The Lord expects you to trust him enough to thank him for it even before it appears. Lazarus was still dead, completely dead and buried and stinking. Four days. Four days dead. Jesus gave thanks before Lazarus ever came up. Can you imagine? Jesus had not, he had not called Lazarus for he had not resurrected him. He said, Father, I thank you because I know you have had me. Did you hear that? I know you have had me. Read the entire John 11. You see the story there. Father, thank you because I know you have had me. Really? When the guy is still dead? And did the guy not come to life? He came to life. So if you know God is not a liar, if you know whatever God says is still going to do it, you don't wait until he does it before you begin to thank him for it. You can start thanking him in advance. Attitude to what shall be. That's the way it is. So know it by discovery. Know what the what your future holds. Know what you are working towards. Know what the plan of God is concerning your life. Know what your vision is. Know the goals you have set. And give thanks for them before they even come to pass. Give thanks like Abraham did before he ever saw Isaac. Okay? That's number two. Number three, expect it. Somebody has said expectation is the mother of manifestation. You have to expect it. Jeremiah 29 11 that I quoted the other time, Jeremiah 29 11, the Lord says he's going to give you an expected end. An expected end. So you've got to expect that end. Okay? Hebrews 11 6. Hebrews 11 6. Fa, let me read that to you. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. So important that I will not just quote it offhand for you. I want you to see what the Bible has to say. So I'll read Hebrews chapter 11 and I'll read 6 and 13 to 16. Okay, Hebrews 11 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Did you see that? You must know that God is a rewarder. You must expect his reward for your trust in him. Okay? You must believe and you must expect it. Verse 13 and 6 to 16 says, These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country that is an heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he had prepared for them a city. That's 13 to 16. They were looking for the country that the Lord promised them. They refused to be satisfied with their current country. They know God is a rewarder. You must expect it. The Lord says he is going to prosper you. Please look forward to prosperity. The Lord says he's going to make you fruitful. 
please eagerly expect fruitfulness. The Lord says he's going to send help to you. Don't behave as if you are helpless. Expect help. Whatever the Lord says, he's going to do. That's very important. So know it by discovery, what shall be. Give thanks for it and start expecting it. Now, this is where the asive principle comes in. Act it out. This is one part men of faith don't, I mean, people of faith don't do. Church people, they don't. They do all the faith, they do all the confession, all the believing, they don't act it out. And that's exactly the, what completes the equation. Act it out. What's the meaning of that? Operate the asif principle. Asif principle states that behavior causes emotion. Meaning, to feel in a certain way, you have to behave in that way. You want to become rich, start behaving rich before you become rich. That's the way asif principle works. You want God to, you want to be, you want to become a mother of children. Start behaving now like a mother of children even before you get your first child. Start acting like a mother. You want to be married, start behaving like a married person. Live your life as if you are married. Be responsible. Act it out. Anything you want to become, start behaving as if you are already that thing. Abraham was bearing Abraham before Isaac came. People were calling him father of many nations. Any every time you say Abraham, you are saying father of many nations. People were calling him father of many. He was bearing that name, walking about as father of many nations, even before he saw one Isaac. He was acting it out. And as I speak to you now, is he no longer a father? Is has he not become the father of many nations? All Christians are life as seeds of Abraham. All those who have come to Jesus by faith, we are all children of Abraham. Just imagine that. But you have been bearing Abraham before we were all born. Acting it out. This Isaiah 54, 1-5 is very, very important in this particular regard. The Lord was talking to a barren woman and was telling the barren woman to increase her accommodation. To lengthen her course, enlarge your place of habitation. You know, you know what he was trying to tell her, woman. Even though you are barren, you have never experienced what it means to labor, to ch- travel with a child. Start expanding your rooms because children are coming. He said because you're going to break forth to the right, to the left. Children are coming. You're going to have many children. So start preparing where they will stay. So like my popular example, that I used to say when I talk here. Just imagine. Uh, maybe she, the woman has only one uh, one chair on the dining table. You know, she just sit down. She's lonely. God said, construct more tables. Construct more. Go and buy crib. Buy children clothes. Go and get toys. You know, it, I mean, extend, create a yard where your children will play. Do something. Ex- plan to receive what I'm bringing even before they come. Act it out. Act it out. You know, it's a, I, I, I like to, for families who are trusting the Lord for the fruit of the womb, you know, when I ask, when I call them, when I speak with them, I say, ah, the children. I expect them to say, fine, because I mentioned to them, for those who are close to me, when you are trusting God for children, I don't wait until the children come because, before I begin to say, ah, the children. So after greeting you, I say, ah, the children doing. You should tell me your children are fine. 
that is behaving as if you have children and before you know it those children will show up and when i ask them you'll be able to point to those children act it out as if principle everything you want to become in life you can begin to act it out as if you have already become it and before you know it you will become it mark 11 24 jesus said mark 11 24 jesus said if whatever you desire when you pray believe that ye have received it and it shall be yours did you see that first of all you have to begin to behave as if you have already received what you asked for that is the only time it will become yours don't wait until it becomes your inf- in christianity seeing is not believing believing is seeing you have to believe and begin to act it out, begin to behave like that before you begin to see the manifestation it's a popular saying in my uh, in my home country they say i mean like in my tribe now the people of my language my native language they say what you will not eat as a rich man begin to refuse it even in poverty what you will not eat when you become rich start refusing it even in poverty don't wait until you become rich before you begin to refuse it begin to refuse it in poverty that is the way it was start acting it out i can overemphasize that that's their safe principle you want to become rich start acting rich you want to become prosperous start acting prosperous you want to become fruitful start acting fruitful attitude to what shall be know it by discovery give thanks for it expect it and act it out as you keep acting it out you will notice before you know it you become what you have been acting out Joel 3.10 Joel 3.10 says let the weak say I am strong even though you are weak the Bible says begin to behave and begin to tell everybody you are strong inside your weakness say you are strong and before you know it you will become strong that is the way it was because the Bible says ye shall have whatsoever ye say it so don't wait until it happens before you begin to behave I mean to act it out as if principle says you want it to happen start acting as if it has happened and it shall happen that's the meaning of operating the safe principle it's very very important okay if you are going to get to new grounds you're going to get to levels that the lord has ordained for you you are going to get to higher length higher levels in life you must engage this principle but as i close this episode there's something very important i need to mention to you when you operate a safe principle to operate a safe principle successfully you must engage the force of patience okay you must engage the force of patience Hebrews 6 12 Hebrews 6 12 and Hebrews 10 36 Hebrews 6 12 and Hebrews 10 36 both of them say you must have needs of patience so that after you have done the will of God you can receive the promise and it says you should follow those who through faith and patience receive the promise faith as if principle cannot work unless there's patience because between where you are and where you want to be there is a bridge you must cross that bridge is called patience so the day you start acting out may not be the day you will see your future come to pass but don't stop it will come to pass that's where patience comes in and like i like i wrote down in my notes how can you say you are exercising patience when there's no definite expectation patience is useless what am i patient for i'm not expecting anything there's nothing i'm looking forward to becoming then what am i exercising patience for so patience must have an object there must be a reason i'm patient i'm patient because i want to become dash that's the way it is so you must settle your expectation you must have a definite expectation before your patience can be useful 
Why should you be patient if you don't have an expectation? You don't have to. You are, your patience is useless because there's no there's nothing in view. But Abraham, Abraham had a promise in view. He was patient for 25 years and he got Isaac. Alright? You must exercise patience toward a definite destination. That is the way it works. So if you don't have anything that is definite you are expecting in your future, your patience is baseless. You know, something. there's something called Mount Olympus Principle. There's something I... Uh, something I had before I will share that with you before we go and pray. You know, a student, a student of a very great uh, philosopher asked him one day, he said, Sir, how can one get to Mount Olympus? You know, the student asked the philosopher, he said, Sir, how can one get to Mount Olympus? And the philosopher answered him, By making sure every step you take is towards Mount Olympus. What an answer. Sir, how do I get to Mount Olympus? By making sure every step you take is towards Mount Olympus. Mount Olympus is your destination. That's what you intend to achieve. That's your clearly defined goal. Okay? And to get there, you have to keep traveling towards there. You can't travel away from Mount Olympus and get to Mount Olympus. Now, the day you begin your journey towards Mount Olympus may not be the day you will get to Mount Olympus. But as you keep taking steps towards Mount Olympus, you are getting closer to Mount Olympus. You see how the way it was. So the, the the period between the first step and the last step before you get to Mantonipos, that's the bridge called patience. But you are getting closer. So as you keep behaving, as you keep acting as if you are what you are trusting God to become, you are getting closer and closer and closer toward your Mount Olympus. Every goal you have set, make sure your your life is, you know, is patterned after achieving that goal. Every money you make, every expenditure you incur, every action you take, everything must be geared towards your Mount Olympus. If you live in Cameroon, for instance, you live in Cameroon, now no matter how beautiful an airplane traveling to London may appear, you're living in Cameroon and there is this beautiful airplane traveling to London. It is not your plane if your intention is to travel to South Africa. If you are going to South Africa, London plane is not the right plane for you. That's the wrong flight. So, if you want to get to your South Africa, you have to get the plane going to your South Africa, regardless of how ugly the plane may appear, regardless of whatever you may not like about that plane. If you are interested in South Africa, that is the flight to take. You see what I'm saying? That's the way it works. So, when you're talking about going to Mount Olympus, you must discover the road to Mount Olympus and start traveling towards it. That's how to behave as if you are actually in Mount Olympus. Okay? Um, there's an example I also gave uh, some time ago uh, when I was talking with some other group of people. You have been given a particular amount as an offering in church. And you say, oh, this is a new year. I want the Lord to, I want to begin to give God more money that's offering than what I'm currently giving. But the amount you want to give, maybe I'll give an example. Maybe currently you give $500 every time you give an offering. What to give is $500. And you now tell yourself, oh, I want to begin to give the Lord $50,000 every time I, every time they call for an offering. I want to give the Lord $50,000. And you look at your budget. You look at your work. You look at your income. You can't afford $50,000 for now. 
but you have decided you want to get to the level of 50,000, you now begin to act the Asif principle. How do you act it out? You have to first of all depart from 500 and start joining to 50. 50,000. So maybe you used to give 500. You might start if what if the only thing you can add is 510. Add $10 to that five. Let it become $510 as against $500. You are already taking your step towards Mount Olipos. Okay? If it's if what you can add is um probably you know 10,000, make it 15,000. Just do anything. Even if it's not the 50,000 year, whatever it is you can add add it just tell yourself i am dissatisfied with my current 500 $500 state i am on my way to 50000 and even though i'm not yet in 50000 i begin to behave as if i'm there by increasing what i already have i'm going to journey towards my mount olympus and behave as if i'm already if you do that a day is coming you start dropping $50000 as your offering which is your goal just like Abraham eventually got Isaac, you will get your Isaac. That's the way this thing works. As if principle. Don't wait until it happens. Start behaving as if it has happened. And before you know it, it will happen. The thoughts I have towards you, Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the thoughts I think towards you, say the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. You must have expectation and the Lord will bring that expectation to pass. That is the word of the Lord. And as you apply this principle, it's my prayer that you experience fulfillment of your dreams in the mighty name of Jesus. So that is engaging and operating the save principle. Okay? We're going to be taking um, a prayer shortly. We're going to be taking a prayer shortly. But before we do that, I want to be sure everyone is on the side of the Lord. So if you have not surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, um, well, your save principle cannot work. Because every principle we teach here, they are godly principles. Only God can make these principles work. And if you're an enemy of God by sinning, it can work for you. So quickly, you want to surrender your life to Jesus Christ so that these principles can begin to work for you. You can begin to see the expect- your expectations come to pass. You're going to say the following prayer after me before all of us take the next prayer. So you want to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I cannot help myself. And that's why I need your salvation. Please come into my life today. Wash away all my sins. And set me free from every bondage that sin has attracted into my life. I confess you as my Lord and Savior today. Please write my name in the book of life. And help me to live for you alone from now onward. Also fill me with your Holy Spirit. And don't let me ever become a powerless Christian. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Now, before I pray for you, if you have listened to this episode, you're going to take this prayer. Say, Father, thank you for the revelation of your word. First of all, say, Father, thank you for the revelation of your word. Let's give him thanks for opening our eyes to see this truth. Father, we give you glory honor and adoration for the revelation of your word we are most grateful for this glory be to your holy name in jesus mighty name we give thanks amen now say this prayer after me say father say father every experience in my life father every experience in my life that is contrary to your will and purpose for my life father 
every experience in my life that is contrary to your will and purpose for my life, let it end now in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and turn it to prayer. Say, Father, every experience in my life that is contrary to your will and purpose concerning my life, let it end now in the mighty name of jesus father i pray for all my listeners i pray that every experience in their lives now whatever has been or whatever is that is contrary to your counsel and purpose and will concerning their lives let such end now in the mighty name of jesus father lord for everyone you have ordained to be fruitful who is currently barren that is contrary to your will let the barrenness end now in the name of jesus for those you have ordained to be healthy who are currently sick that is contrary to your will let the sickness end now in the name of Jesus for those you have ordained to be prosperous who are currently in lack that is contrary to your will let the lack end now in the name of Jesus every experience in the lives of my listeners that contrary to your will and purpose for their lives let it end now in the name of Jesus thank you father because they are ended already glory honor and adoration to your name in Jesus mighty name we pray Amen. Father, we thank you. We give you glory, honor, and adoration for what you have done today again. We appreciate your majesty. Lord, accept our thanks in the name of Jesus. Lord, for those your children, uh, these of your children who have committed their lives to you, these children of yours who have surrendered their lives to Jesus, we pray that you take away all their guilt, we wash away their sins, and write their names in the book of life in the mighty name of Jesus. Beginning from now, when they call upon your name as your children, answer them speedily, and let your plans concerning their lives begin to come to pass in the name of Jesus. And for every one of us, we pray, every experience in our lives that are contrary to your will and purpose concerning our lives, let such end now in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for answering our prayers. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. For those of us who said the prayer of salvation, I want to say congratulations to you. You are now born again. You are now a new creature. You belong to the Lord. All things have passed away and all things have become new. Um, so to learn more about this new life, we want to encourage you to visit our website at www.gloem.org www.gloem.org be able to assess wonderful materials uh, that can uh, enhance your establishment in the Lord. Just go around, you know, explore the site and just, uh, you know, assess any resource, any of the materials that you feel can bless your heart. And as you do that, the Lord will bless you mightily in Jesus' name. You can also be part of our weekly online Bible study. The link is right on the banner on top of the uh, homepage. You click on it, it will direct you to the meeting room. And um, you can also follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow us, like our pages so that you can receive spiritual updates and resources as they become available. And in case you want to reach us for prayers, counseling, or just want to say hello, you can use our email address, info at glem.org. I-N-F-O, info at glem.org. Send us an email and we'll reply you as soon as we receive from you. Um, the Lord will bless you as you do this in the mighty name of Jesus. So thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you have been blessed by this episode or probably the previous ones, kindly feel free to share with others so that they can be partakers of the blessings also. And as you do that, the Lord will bless you mightily and will cause His light to continually shine even in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. So till next week that we'll meet again if the Lord has not returned, uh, keep enjoying your freedom in Christ Jesus. God bless you. Bye.